Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. I, I want to also say this is like the first shoot we've had where I haven't like, you know, manicured my look. I just, I just woke. It's, it's good. It's, okay. Well, fair enough. I look great when I'm not even trying to look great. Uh, thanks, Tim. That's a okay, really. Maybe that's you a... look better when you're not trying. Maybe the <laughs> trying's a problem. Oh well, then uh, I don't know if I ever lived that type of lifestyle, like yeah. not trying. Like I enjoy trying. But look, 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 look what I'm flexing. Like what I'm doing. Yeah, this. That's I pretty see nice. Um, speaking of which. Um, I've changed my diet a little bit, uh-huh. so I, uh, I I I was getting a little bit of digestive problems. Like I, oh, I yeah? felt like I felt Why like my, that, my stomach was getting a little kind of queasy in the morning because you're lactose intolerant. I am now. lactose intolerant, but there's no dairy in my Mediterranean diet. genes. I do have Mediterranean genes. No lactose intolerance up north. Yeah, but you guys in get, Ireland, you guys get rosacea. What is rosacea? Rosacea is like a dermatological like. Um, ailment where like it's kind of like your blood vessels are really irritated and it mm-hmm. looks like you have like acne yeah it looks like you're also like you're drinking a lot too that's why you get that like that red tinge to it well i think maybe there's some confounding variables there because the irish just drink a lot <laughs> right but no there is there is something like my mother has irish in her in her, in her background uh-huh. and i actually have rosacea so like during the mm. winter time or when i'm highly stressed out or if i'm working out really hardcore um like my my i get these like red little almost like rashes underneath my eyes and it's 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 really effing annoying actually so i have to actually go see a dermatologist about it whatever so you guys have crap too so i don't want to okay. hear okay all right so the point right. is um yes I, i'm lactose intolerant but i i've been i was trying to do some diet deletion to figure out what was diet called, deletion it's called diet deletion yeah i haven't heard that one well, there you go uh, okay. so to figure out exactly why my stomach was getting kind of like queasy and I was looking at my symptoms, and it was always a lot of times in the morning. So long story uh, short, uh, I, I, th- I think it was because of the egg. I eat a hard-boiled egg uh-huh. in addition to my apple and my peanuts in the morning for my breakfast. Hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to take eggs off the table like throughout the entire day and just not eat eggs anymore. And I substituted the egg for my, in my breakfast with oatmeal. Uh, and blueberries, uh-huh. so it gives me more calories, more fiber, good carbohydrates, and actually more protein than one hard-boiled egg. Hmm. And uh, I've been doing—I uh, think it's been doing pretty good. That whole nice. diet thing. So I, I, I really do uh, think that it is—it is benefiting, benefiting me, and I'm pretty happy about it. Very nice. So, yeah. uh, regardless of what's going on in my stomach, because I know that's what our viewers are here to today's show. <laughs> the viewers, huh? Like, what's the, going on, David? And it, the viewers, huh? Yes, the listeners. Okay, Timothy. there we go. The listeners come to our podcast to see what's going on with my stomach. I know yes, that's I like, know. Uh, we uh-huh. keep on getting on the Facebook page, etc. But before we continue on with the podcast, I want to say thank everybody for listening. We actually hit our 300th view mark this week. Ah. Uh, we've been doing we've been uploading our our work uh, for a month now. And uh, we're pretty pretty pleased with the results, and we want to thank you all. You know, in this in this podcast, as we do in all the others, for all the listening that you've done. It's it's been great. Three hundred views. It's a lot. Um, another big news about our podcast is that uh-huh. we are now on Google Play. So yeah. we are going uh-huh. to be putting up our stuff as well as the iTunes on Google Play. So we're going to have that advertised out there on our Facebook page. So uh, big things going on. Big, big things, things. Going Big on. things popping. Big things are going on in the world. Ooh, that's true. As well, you like that segue? I like it. So uh, I know that there is a, um, uh, a lot of topics going on about the uh, climate uh-huh. summit in Paris. Uh, Tim, can you uh, – I know you're really actually pretty vocal yeah, about so, this. Well, so. I mean, it's, it's not really that it's a summit. So there's this thing called the Paris Accords. Okay, the idea is that all the countries are supposed to come together and be in a basically a climate agreement. It's called the Paris Accords or the mm-hmm. Paris Agreement. Right. And the big deal this week was that Trump chose to withdraw the United States from it. Right. Okay, a couple things we should clear up. Because obviously there's been so much controversy. Everyone's outraged. Everyone's acting like it's the worst thing imaginable, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's clear up a few things. The Paris Climate Agreement, it's, it's, real, it's like nothing. There's no legal binding framework. Right. What it is, okay, they state a goal. Right. The goal is to um, decrease the um, average global temperature by two degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the goal. Right. It doesn't specify what any of the countries should do. All it says is, <laughs> no, really, all it says is this is our goal, 
then every country needs to make their own plan to get to this goal. It doesn't it doesn't require any sort of specific actions. Right. It doesn't say you have to make a certain amount of progress. Right. It doesn't say anything. Right. It just says here's our goal. Everyone go along, do whatever the heck you want right. to, to do it. Okay. Right, right, right. So it's basically nothing. It's mm-hmm. not like it's this big deal. And I think it's pretty telling that this is what's gotten so many people so outraged. Because it's not like we pulled out of this binding legal framework right. that specifically put us on the right. correct footing right. to actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what this agreement no. was. It's very toothless. Okay, another thing. It's a legal ambiguity whether America was even in this agreement. And here's why. most Because con- it's a treaty. Right. Legally, the thing's a treaty. In the United States, as well as in most countries, the gov- the president can't like automatically bind us to a treaty. No. The Senate has to confirm Correct. the treaty, yes. I believe, by a two-thirds majority. Yes. Every other country that's in this submitted it to their legislative body for, for ratification. For sure. Obama chose not to do so because, you know, it was a Republican Senate, or at huh. least it was Republican yeah, yeah. enough yeah. that we couldn't get to two-thirds majority. <laughs> so he said, I'm not going to submit it to the Senate. He didn't even, technically, we're not ratified. Technically, he adopted it. That's the terminology right, used. Right, right, right. He adopted it by executive order. And Trump is just unadopting it. So we weren't even really in this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really that significant of a thing. And oh, third of all, America's actually doing a pretty decent job of um, reducing our emissions. I believe last year our emissions dropped by 3%. Huh which was like one of the best performances of any major country as far as dropping admissions. Germany increased their emissions, actually. That's a surprise. Even when all the media is trying to frame, you know, oh, America is doing all these terrible things, and Germany's the good guy. I think Germany has been called out for being the good guy with with his Volkswagen Germany just wants to be the good guy for once. It's not going to happen. Germany needs to stop trying these things. Because, you know, now the media is having a field day with Angela Merkel. And uh, yeah, Germany's, that, Germany's that, not going to be the good guy. That, yeah, Merkel. Not in human history. Oh my Germany god! Even, the, the, even the name guy. Merkel just sounds terrible. Sounds bad. Like you remember those like little like creatures in a World of Warcraft? They uh-huh. were like um like the, the like reptile creatures from the river. They were called like Merkels. No, I don't know. But they always but sound like. But they always sound like. What if she was a? What if she's actually one of those World of Warcraft creatures? I believe she is. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> There's something else I wanted to say about the Paris Agreements, but I forget. Well, here's the thing, too. Okay, so what, what's your take on? Well, it? yeah, in general. No, no, no. no. But here's the thing. Too. Well, my, my. Okay, so here. Mm. Get, get your seatbelts buckled, children, because we're on for a ride. The okay. Magic Dave bus. That actually sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds awful. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> We're on the Magic Day bus. I think that's why you're not allowed to live near a certain... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no. Um, well, I think there's a... As you said, like this is mm. a very layered issue. First off, were we really even in the agreement first and foremost? Uh-huh. Who the heck even knows? With this crap, like, who was was Vietnam even a war if no one uh-huh. voted for it? Like, yeah. it's a semantic, bureaucratic BS. I think in the end of the day... Let the, me interject for a second. Yes. I because this thing was so toothless and really pretty meaningless, really, right. I don't understand. Okay, I understand why, like, left-wing activist types are outraged. Because right. they're going to be, whenever they hear Trump did something right, right, right. about the climate and it's not good, right. they're just going to be outraged. That's fine. Yeah. I get why the media, because the media is going to jump on anything like this mm-hmm. and act outraged mm-hmm. for, you know, to say mm-hmm. we're the good guys against Trump right, and for right. ratings. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get why... The business community is so upset about this. Well, I think I really, I honestly wonder. I can't quite figure it out. All right. Well, okay. As I said, this is a very layered issue. Where whether we were really in the actual agreement uh-huh. legally yeah, or you not. Yeah, go on with you whatever know, you were saying. You know, no, no, that's fine. Because because what I'm about to say is actually going to answer your question. So the that that aspect of it, it's already like what's going on here. I don't think these agreements have ever really ever been popular in mm. America for a long period of time. Yeah, look we, at the there Kyoto, was the Kyoto, the yeah. Kyoto Protocol. We weren't even part of that. Uh-huh. Al Gore Doesn't actually that sounds so cool. By the way, the Kyoto Protocol yeah, it, it does sounds sound like pretty, a James it's, Bond it's, movie. It sounds amazing. They knew they. I would just want to be part of that agreement. The just Kyoto to say Protocol. That. Yeah, we're part of the Kyoto Protocol. Um, no, but. 
even when that was passed, okay, we weren't even we didn't accept the Kyoto Protocol. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, it's, we, America has a history of not accepting these large mm-hmm. quote unquote binding not binding agreements, and it really all these agreements are are setting up a platform for bravado for a country to say that we're doing something to uh-huh. save the world. Blah 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 blah. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think too, and this is what's going to answer your question about why do companies do this? I think it sets a tone uh-huh. that. The world is dying, so we must do our it's part. It's all about PR. And exactly, it's good PR for us. This yeah. all, uh-huh. Every country, every company, every everything, whether yeah. you're accepting uh-huh. it or denying it, it sets you into a dialogue and it, with other people yeah. to your standing of how morally superior mm-hmm. you are. Are you morally superior in the, const- in, in, in the constraints of, I want to take care of the world, or are you morally superior in, oh, I'm a realist, this stuff doesn't mm-hmm. really help anybody, yeah. and I'm talking about the here and the now, you know, and yeah. I think that is where the voter base who agrees with Trump is coming from mm-hmm. who doesn't agree with this yeah. with this with this um the Paris protocol and i think a big part of the conversation is this whole debate with the whole mining industry okay uh-huh. like i could so the mining industry said that this is these and a lot of these industrial industries are saying these are agreements that are hurting jobs they're going to kill jobs they're going to do this they're going to do that but it's interesting to note that the solar panel industry actually hires twice as many people as the coal mining industry. Yeah. Now, one could argue that maybe that's because Obama, during his presidency, pretty much destroyed the coal mining industry. He pretty much regulated them out of business. Not really. It's just that coal is expensive and cheaper sources of energy are coming on. And it's so, really a mar- it's, so, it's market forces that are decimating coal. Thing, it's thing. not so much regulations. Others on the other side say back, well, no, they could have been competitive if nah. the regulations weren't there. Uh-huh. And then the whole conversation comes back to, back to what does the government's role have to do in our economy? Should uh-huh. there be less government and more government? Or should there be more interventionary government? Or should there be more laissez-faire government? And uh-huh. this has been a conversation that goes back to freaking Jeffersonianisms. Okay, yeah. well, and, much further than oh, that, for of course. sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think this is why this topic, honestly, I don't like talking about it with most people. Uh-huh. And I'm going to talk about it with my buddy talk Tim about it, man. on our podcast because yeah. I think America needs to hear these topics. But the reason why I – because I was really huge into the climate change topic, okay? Uh-huh. For, against, pro and con, playing devil's advocate one way or the other. Heck, I remember in high school when uh-huh. they were t- when they were just going off about this the the, uh, the, the inconvenient truth. Yeah. Al Gore's <laughs> yeah. freaking hockey puck or hockey stick crap. Uh-huh. And, and like I remember like all this. And you know what? You used I, to be very like conservative on this issue. No, no, it's not even that. It's not even conservative. Uh-huh. I just got so fed up because in my mind, in my mind, my mind was this: there is the the, the scientific proof here. Okay, this is going to give me some enemies on our on our thing. The scientific proof of climate change uh-huh. is so all over the place. Everybody says this. There is a consensus and all scientists who have every, uh-huh. any merit that, that, that global warming is happening for this reason and this reason and this reason, okay? Some people speculate – a lot of scientists speculate that warming isn't happening or some scientists speculate that warming is happening or some scientists speculate that there's warming happening but in different areas. And then before you even can agree on that, then they're going to say, oh, wait, the reasons for this are X, Y, and Z. It's so ambiguous. Uh, cause to That's me, still where you stand on it? I You've become am, such a liberal I, I, but you're listen, still no, not no, – no, no. It's not that I'm a liberal. It's, I'm a skeptic on most of these scientific – you know why I didn't become a scientist? Because – I pissed people off too much. Because you couldn't pass math? No, shut <laughs> – no, because because that's why because no. you piss people. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> you, <laughs> this guy, get him out of the laboratory. He's he's wearing some crazy shoes. Yeah, and he's talking about his hair too much. The Bunsen burners are going off. No, but honestly, because. I'm a philosopher yeah. at heart. Like uh-huh. I don't like it when someone says this is so. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when someone tells me that molecules exist. Damn it, Einstein! You're, or <laughs> you don't want to hear about those molecules. I just, to me, to me, like I don't like it when someone says this is completely true. Uh-huh. And I think that's what kind of irks me. Hmm. Both sides are saying this is fact. This is fact. When from what I've read, because I was a historian by trade, hmm. from what I've read, things change when people, politics, and money change. The, there, are there definites in the world in a philosophical manner? I don't think so. But in a practical manner, I think there should be definites, okay? And to bring this back into the pseudo-intellectual conversation about what's truth and not truth, climate change is so divisive, and I kind of break it down to just this. It's just another issue 
that the bourgeoisie mm. is trying to use against us to put down the proletariat and the middle class. Here's why. Mm. It's no different to me about whether, oh, are you, do you believe in climate change? Oh, 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 oh. If you don't believe in climate change, then you're just a, a barbarian brute. Or, yeah, a lot, or, there's a lot or, of that. Or uh-huh. if, wait, do you believe in climate change? You just one of those right-wing liberals. You know what I mean? Right, like, one of those right-wing, <laughs> those those damn right-wing liberals. I want these conservatives to stop pushing their gay agenda. All these Appalachian Republicans trying to make me bake cakes for transsexual birthday parties. No. What I'm saying is, is that I feel like this has become so divisive that it's now the new – it's just another topic to divide people. You know okay. what I mean? And it gets me so frustrated. At the end of the day, I think this is the truth. Mm. Here's the truth What's of the truth? I think everybody wants clean, renewable energy. Uh-huh. And in the end of the day, for me, that's where I stand. I would support the Paris Protocol or the Paris uh, Summit or what have yeah. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's setting us in a trajectory, okay, to start getting renewable energy on the map. Uh-huh. Is the world really warming? If it is, yes. how much is it warming? A lot. And if it is warming, and how much is going to kill us all? Why is I it think. warming? Okay. Like all those types of conversations. Yeah, I think those should be on on topic. But here's the thing: what we really should be focusing on is really getting the renewable energy system up and running. Okay, yeah. and I feel like if we are able to start that, if we're able to get a renewable source of energy that's cheap. And abundant, okay. Uh-huh. Then, a we are going to be able to to hire people into those industries, and mm. b we are then able to provide not just America but the whole world, the whole developing world, easy, cheap energy, and then we can focus on other things. Mm. Like we can focus on more about education and equity, and, and 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 making sure that children have a place that's safe to live, and all these other topics. To me, I look at it in a perspective of it wide ranging and globalized to a point where. This is just one way in which we can have it so that people can have more of an equal standing in the world. And, you know, just to end it with this, like, you know, if we're able to do that, then why are we going to then go against that? And it's corporate America that are just that. Okay, let me rephrase this. It's it's oil uh, corporate America and these in these in these high paying multi trillion dollar industries that are all about the the destroying the planet to be able to make profits and they don't want people also to be upward mobile you know what i mean again that's my standpoint on this climate change stuff i can see why people are angry and i again it comes down to those questions of here here okay we have this money where are we allocating it where are we going to be putting it you know what okay, i mean like, so that's your take that's my take, okay my here's mine i yeah i don't care that he left the paris thing really because like i said it doesn't really matter yeah, right i do strongly support taking drastic measures to combat climate change I do think it's going to be a catastrophe, and I actually think we should take really extreme measures. I think, first of all, we need to get rid of cars. We've talked about <laughs> this talked already. About cars. Forget cars. We need to get rid of them. Okay, it should be the norm that you want to go to the grocery store, you walk there. You get to work, you walk there. You get to school, you walk there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way the vast majority of people should live. People should live in high-dense cities so that when they need to travel, they can either walk to places or take a low emissions, like light rail sort of thing. Right. That's what I think. And I think the government should actively force people <laughs> towards that method of living. I think we need to get rid of the whole suburban sprawl thing. First of all, it's incredibly inefficient naturally. It's inefficient economically. It makes the world uglier. <laughs> I mean, basically... Even if climate change wasn't real, I would still support this. Right, right. But it is real, so at least it gives me a real reason to support it. Mm-hmm. So, trust me, I think we should do... I'm more extreme than most as to what we should do about climate change. But this Paris thing, it's, a, it's really a big nothing. Although I will say this. Trump's speech, when he talked about why we're getting out of it, and he was talking about how much money it cost us, and how we're giving away money to all these people and <laughs> destroying our industry, yeah. that's a total... That's a lot of nonsense. I know. Because like I said, this agreement was toothless. It didn't force us to do anything. Exactly. And anybody with a brain cell can notice that this is just – that the the agreement really was for – it, it was. It's just it was a way symbolic. for it's yeah. symbolic. It, we all get together, symbolic. hold hands, sing kumbaya, exactly. and say, "Look at us." When the Paris the agreement knows that it was a symbolic uh-huh. agreement, it had no freaking legal binding at whatsoever. Yeah. But what ticks me off about this whole topic is what for grinds this your gears. What grinds my gears to uh-huh. the fact of the matter is, is it's like everything else that's been going on in the Trump administration, the non consequential things that are becoming of consequence are all just based on his own bravado and the, and the right and, and and his constituents trying to like hammer down some stupid agenda that really that's has the, no consequence. Like that, that, that's the most 
emotion you're that, making. That, hammer that, down. Hammering. <laughs> hammering. Hammering hard. No, and it's just, it's just, I'm so, again, it gets, it's so, I, I got out of this topic, like, in my social circles because uh-huh. it just became so divisive. It wasn't even, it wasn't, we couldn't even have a cathartic understanding conversation because the topic had got, become so divisionary. People for it or against it, and people like me who are very midline when it comes to these certain. Th- I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm very centrist when it comes to, to a lot of topics. You know, there are certain things like about probably like social issues that I'm pretty. Yeah, left you're on. a communist. I'm not. Well, that's that's one. That's neither, big here. Red that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that when it comes to these type of issues, like I, I'm a skeptic at heart. Mm. You know, and that's why I said I probably would never be a good scientist because I piss people off the lab. Yeah, that's why. Well, you know what's interesting about pissing people off and being a great scientist though? There's mm, this new series out on. Uh, Geographic ah. called Genius about Albert Einstein. Uh, Albert Einstein. And, he you was know, quite a character. He was, and you know, I think too, he was a savant. Let's be honest. I'm not comparing myself to Albert freaking Einstein okay. here. Even I, saying I that, I take people off, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm at the. I'm take people off, and I'm also a complete genius. Okay. Like I would love to have that as a title, but it wouldn't yeah. Be a, but you know, he he went against the grain in the physicist world. Did you he? know what I mean? Yes, he did, and I think that's what takes you know, and I think that's what maybe I would have been a great scientist for that matter. But hmm. I, I, I literally questioned all things around uh-huh. me, like even with the whole idea of how do we know this is true or how do we know this is true. And I think I got to a point where science teachers just said, Dave, just, just sit down and read the textbook and just, uh-huh. just put it down on a piece of paper and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like I think that inquisitive nature in myself. You could have been Albert Einstein? No. God, no. God, okay. no. I think it's actually kind of depressing, too, because at age 22, I think, he wrote like four papers yep. um, that revolutionized the, phys- mm-hmm. the physics world. Um I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that whole again that whole quote with Caesar saying like you know at the age of his in, in his twenties he said he's, he he wasted his life after he like yeah. you know became a, a brilliant he general Gaul. Yeah. he was one of the richest men in Rome exactly and he's all but like, he saw Alexander the Great who conquered the known world at that time that's kind of not really he didn't conquer the I known know, world but I he know. conquered a lot he of it. conquered a lot of it I mean they knew a lot of the world that Alexander never yeah, got around to. yeah I mean seven he was Alexander the Great was seventeen when he died so. no 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 way he was. Alexander, Not 17. 17 or 19. Okay. I know for... I got to look this one up All because right. I know for a fact... Well, look it up as I continue okay, on. So, you keep going. So, ladies and gentlemen, The Genius by Albert, uh, by Albert Einstein actually is a really great series. I binge-watched it, and I'm telling you, it's... It's just really nice. Now I will say this. Okay, so I'm a feminist. I don't know if you got if the viewer or excuse me, listeners remember me talking about feminism from, from past podcasts, but you're I a man hater, are you, David? I'm not a man hater. You're a man hater. I'm a person that likes to try to keep things as equitable as possible, mm. and I like to call things out when they're not equitable. And I think the standing and the and and, and the corsets. He was that 32, David. Alexander the Great. Alexander was the Great was 32. That's not true at all. Yes, yeah, no, it was. I mean, that's still. Pr- that's not- Listen, even if you're Alexander the Great, you don't conquer Persia and Google India. Google search. When did Alexander Wikipedia. the Great die? <laughs> Take that! This is, I'm, and we're keeping this in here. This is this is this yeah, is going to tick me we're off. This is, I'm not letting this like he be was, cut out. There's no way he, you can't conquer Persia and Egypt and India by the time you're 17. That's the whole premise of his allure, dude. He was still young. He did this stuff when he was young, but it's impossible to be that young and do it. He did this in his 20s. That's right, still right, very maybe, okay, impressive. Maybe, okay. but we, most 32-year-olds aren't conquering Persia, India, and Egypt, oh, that so it's still impressive. Well, you know, that doesn't really make me all that impressed anymore. It was cooler when he was really? 19. It was way cooler. You're the, not impressed no, conquering? No, 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 19. No no one from did the West. Come, did he get into power when he was 19, maybe? Yeah, probably all at right, that point. Whatever, whatever. I mean, it, Macedonia, when he was in power, was still... It was a pretty good power, but it wasn't like no, 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 a no. Yeah, his, conqueror no. Yet. And it's interesting too. Aristotle, the philosopher of Athens, actually was his tutor. His tutor, yes. You know, and you know, enough. given the Greeks, I'm sure they got up to certain business. <laughs> yeah, all that algebra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so Albert Einstein, his, his, I mean, his history is actually really interesting, and and he was like kind of one of like down, he was kind of like. Like you know, given the given the noise about his like um, his his findings, people didn't believe him. Whatever. Mm. Eventually, he was recognized, but he was a complete jerk to all the women in his life. Hmm. Like um, his first cousin slept with her, but never married her. Hmm. Uh, met this one woman in college who was brilliant, Maleva. Um, Malaysia. Malaysia. She was uh. from uh, Serbia, 
and uh, got her knocked up and mm. didn't do right by her. You know, eventually started cheating on her, and she wouldn't divorce him out of out of pride and what have you. Uh-huh. And then he said, "Here, here's the contract. If you want to stay with me, you have to do all my house chores, you have to do my laundry, all that stuff. If you don't sign this, then we have to get a divorce." So she's like, "I'm not signing this." So then she didn't divorce him. Uh-huh. He, she left to go back to Zurich, Zurich uh, in Switzerland. Um, eventually, though, he did get a divorce, but under the stipulation that he would give her the Nobel Prize money when he eventually was going to win it. Uh-huh. He didn't win it yet, but he's like, I'm going to eventually I, get the I Nobel love, Prize. I love that arrogance. Yeah. I, I'm like, going to eventually win it. I don't You're- have it yet. I'm going to win it. <laughs> so when I win it, you can have the money. Yeah, so I don't know. This is a really good series. It's like a soap opera of mm. of uh, of Albert Einstein, and it's it's just, I don't know. Like, Who doesn't like an underdog story in America, really? You Albert Einstein's I mean? an underdog? I, he he was not he did not grow up rich. He, he grew up pretty well placed. No, he wasn't poor he wasn't by poor. any means. No, no, he wasn't poor. But even like, his parents had strong um, scientific backgrounds. No, his father was an engineer. Yeah, yeah. but um, but the thing is, electrical engineer, I think. By the way, yeah, I believe so. Um, he, but the, interestingly enough, though, is the fact that you know, it's uh, my father works with electricity. Hmm. Maybe I'm Albert Einstein. I don't think uh, so. Well, they moved to Italy eventually. Hmm. Anyways, so but he he didn't do well in school. Uh, yes, he, he did. He, he did great in school. No, but his professors hated him because he was just oh, okay. too too out there. I mean, he, he you watch the show, like you'll see right, his life right. history is actually really interesting. Um, but yeah, he slept around a lot, so he was a big prick. Cool. Uh, most most rich men do that, though. I yeah. think I think that's kind of how it is. Speaking of rich men, though, there's a mm. new there's a new um, trend going around in the Hamptons. Okay, what's this? So doctors are saying that there is an influx of vasectomy procedures going on right now in okay. the Hamptons. The Hamptons uh-huh. are like a rich, a rich place in New York. Yeah, and like the season, the season is huh? the summer. It's called the season, and that's when like a lot of people start doing the party scene and all that uh-huh. stuff. So all these rich men that want to get married and don't want to have children are getting vasectomies hmm. because of the activities that usually happen during the season. They're yeah. worried that women are going to purposely try to have a child. That so makes that sense. Makes sense. It's kind of screwed up, though, you think about it. Why is it, it like, screwed up? Well, first off, like... I don't know. Like, I just feel like the whole that whole culture. Women can have pro- no, no, reproductive no, 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 rights, no, no, no. but men no, can't. No, no, no. I just think that whole culture is so pervasive. Like, it's just the whole idea that that is what our society rich has well, come down that's to. That's the that's the sexual revolution for you. Nah, it's not that's even liberalism. It's not, it's not even that. It's just it's just so degraded. That's just my opinion, to be honest with you. So I just thought that rich men like to have copious amounts of un un uh, un, un, un unattached relationships. Yeah, they do. Um, and because of this, now the vasectomy industry is booming. Um, interestingly enough, we talked about the arrogance of of Einstein. Let's talk mm-hmm. about an arrogance of another political figure that keeps oh, on popping I know up. Who in the you damn talking news. about? All right. So uh, last Sunday, when we were actually the very Sunday we while were we were this, recording, while we were recording, she this, had the gall to do it while we were recording. Uh, yes, she did. She, she. Hillary Rodnam Clinton. Mm. <laughs> so I believe she was doing the uh, graduation speech in Yale or Harvard. I, for, I, I don't think it was either. It was some kind of school like that. Yeah, some some whatever doesn't matter. It, it really a bunch of white. They're people. They're all the same. Yeah. So um, having a graduation speech, and usually it's the same old, same old BS. Like Zuckerberg's big thing this year, which I don't know if any of you, the listeners read his 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 speech, but he was I think asked to go and do a graduation speech for another uh, WASPy university. Yeah, and then it's not WASP. They're not WASPy anymore. What are that, they? That's like what are that's they? yesterday's. What news. are they? White Jewish and Asian. All right, like an equal measure. It's not like a wasp pulled out. Anymore. Whatever elitism. So okay. anyhow, so it was Zuckerberg's speech. He had like this thing. Like oh. it was at Wellesley. Even worse. Okay. Oh, yeah. One of those like like it's not even a university. Exactly. It's just like a, a liberal arts college. <laughs> So Zuckerberg did his speech, and everyone was like drooling over how amazing it was. Oh, man. So he started the speech like, "I know everybody <laughs> in their graduations." This is how Zuckerberg speaks, by the way. Yeah. I know that's why he had a Facebook <laughs> idea. That's why he had to make Facebook because <laughs> he doesn't know how to talk. I know everybody has a graduation speech that goes something like this: "You guys have to be innovative. You guys gotta." change the world but i know that i'm talking to a group of millennials so millennials already are doing this but here's the real message everybody Uh we don't want to have to find our place in the world that's not the goal the goal is to make sure that everybody 
has a place in the world. Oh, and I'm guaranteeing you that place in the world is probably on a profile on Facebook. Yeah. You stupid. It's like, I love how the Democratic Party is like challenging themselves to get Trump reelected. <laughs> like, okay, we're going to run Zuckerberg. We're going to run <laughs> Chelsea Clinton. We're going to run Cory Booker. Yeah, so, so Zuckerberg's idea was not that you, the graduation person, has to find meaning. We want to make sure that everybody has a purpose and a uh-huh. meaning. Wow, Zuckerberg, I wonder who you paid to write that for, you uh-huh. stupid, pompous prick. Love you, Zuckerberg. Man, um, Zuckerberg's getting, I don't he's know. getting something. I, I don't like Zuckerberg. He's going to shut I down think, our think, Facebook think, page. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, no! <laughs> no, I'm allowed to. It's free speech. But the point is, so Hillary now, so... It's these high profile people are always known to make these like grandiose speeches, and then the whole population's like, oh man, like they're rich, so what they have to say probably is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it has to be because they have a lot of money. So, so Hillary is up on a on on the stage talking to a bunch of graduates um, that are probably going to find uh, positions in in power or or in business based upon what their last name was, uh-huh. and. She said, like, does her whole speech or whatever, but then she quippily puts in there that, so I don't even know how I had to do anything with the speech, but she says that President Trump... Okay, I know exactly what she was talking about. So what, what this line of hers was, she was reminiscing back to her college graduation, okay, right, right. and she said something along the lines of, I remember my college graduation. <laughs> they always say that. Here's what was going on. We were upset about the result of a recent presidential election. <laughs> That was about to end in scandal she, with she the was, president's she impeachment. Horrible. She's a horrible person. Like She's, referencing yeah, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. I love Richard Nixon. But go on. It's like that was it. That was the joke. And like it was, it was us. We were so sad about this presidential election, and the winner was corrupt, and he was going to get impeached. The joke being, "Oh wow, listen, guys, Hillary just made that joke. That's what's happening now." <laughs> So her insinuation was President Trump is going to, yeah, his presidency will end in impeachment. Uh-huh. And it's like, I've already been over Hillary whining about this. It's yeah. just, it, we're in June. It's June. Every okay? single time. The election was last November. Yeah. Shut up. Every, Shut up. Every I'm, single every single time she has, time she has a microphone. Microphone. She goes, can't stop talking about it. So, it was Comey. It was Russia. <laughs> so there was another interview, another freaking interview this uh-huh. week after that stupid speech. And she said, I take full responsibility for every decision made during the campaign. But that wasn't the reason why I lost the campaign. Uh-huh. And it's like, and then she started blaming more Democrats. And then yeah. so one of the big Democratic leaders in the, in the party said, Hillary, no, quote unquote, Hillary, you got to get over this. Uh-huh. Like, like he said, it's done. The best way to recover from this election cycle mm-hmm. is to show those who voted for Trump that the Democrats actually care about them. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You know, the, the, unde- the, the undesirables or whatever the hell you would, that she called them. The deplorables. The deplorables, right. Those are the very people you said that were garbage. Yeah. We need to get those back. Like, that's uh-huh. how elections work. Like, I don't know where she has been. Oh, I know where she has been, like, all these years. Probably, in yeah. her, you know freaking high up in her own damn cloud thinking mm-hmm. that, the, that, that, that she she puts forth rain upon the great nation yeah. of America. Well, we all know where Bill's been. <laughs> he's been... He's, he's been... He's been putting forth some rain himself. <laughs> Precisely. So, no. And it, it, to me, like, it's... I just... I thankfully, I don't, again, and that's, that's not a Democrat Republican issue. I'm just so sick of her whining, and I'm just so sick of her bitching. Like I just, yeah. Like, if, if this was a Republican, like, like let's say, um, yeah, the media would wouldn't you know, be able John, to shut up. You know, Imagine Romney, if Mitt Romney, Romney couldn't I, stop shutting up he, about. He the literally reason. hit himself for like three months. Yeah. I remember when Mitt Romney lost to Obama. Was that uh-huh. that was the second? That was the second yeah, term, yeah. right? When Mitt Romney lost to Obama, like that Thanksgiving, they, the, the the story was low key Thanksgiving dinner for the Romney family uh-huh. and they <laughs> and in this story i don't know who found this out uh-huh. but they said that the whole family rich rich people these people are rich. oh yeah uh-huh. what do they what, what do they do for the celebration of thanksgiving they hmm. all they ordered boston market <laughs> like he was that depressed <laughs> like he's like he's like honey honey i don't i don't want to do anything special for thanksgiving i just want to wear my sweatpants just get, boston just, get market. Bird, just get a bird at boston market get some of them sides like they just loaded up the minivan <laughs> they just ate it in the car <laughs> 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 Mitt Romney's that's just the, sitting there. That's how. That's 
that's how you end the loss. Yeah. You just go to Boston. Yo, Hillary, just, just load up on the carbs. He's like, uh, I, don't, I just, I don't, I don't even want to do the dishes. <laughs> just get the minivan. We're going to eat in the parking lot. <laughs> We're just going to open the door. We're just going to throw the trash <laughs> into the parking lot. Then we're going to drive home. You go inside, kids. I'm just going to sleep in here for a while. That's what Hillary Clinton should be doing right now. She should be eating Boston Market and sleeping in her minivan. We don't need to hear oh it anymore. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Perfect. Oh, man, I'm crying. Yeah, so so that 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 just really got under my skin. Hopefully, she, this will be the end of it, and it probably won't because she'll. She, no, it's she's the driving force behind the Russian thing, and I told you that was a conspiracy. Yeah, it's, an, to it's get, nonsense. It just, it's Total nonsense. nonsense. Do you think she's going to try to run again? Oh God, will she I pull a Nixon? It's obvious. I don't think she will. It's obvious she uh, she I, can't get over it. That's clear. I don't think she but will. But it's like she's so old. I I don't think she will. I think I think she's setting it up so that she gets Chelsea in there eventually. Oh my gosh, what a disaster that would and be! And she'll probably win. Honestly. No, no, no chance. I think Chelsea will. Well, win. she wouldn't win a general election. I don't know. I think she, she might win the primary. I th- who knows? I, I I'm doing this prediction. 2017 June uh, June third no, June fourth. I'm predicting yeah. that Chelsea Clinton's going to win a wow. presidency when she comes in. Yeah, she's like that uppity. Uh, millennial uh, like you know one of those rich do you know, know. the kind of stuff like she's a special correspondent for NBC and she makes like God knows how many hundreds of thousands of dollars so over she that sits family. on all these like corporate person, and non-profit this is the person we want as president these are the type of people we want as president ladies and gentlemen like this is it this is what we, America yeah. this is what you want like seriously seriously I mean it's not, I'm so we, over it we can't really make that um, criticism yet since we no don't we're even gonna know I'm gonna quote gonna... us I'm gonna actually okay. gonna, and you know right. like four oh I see I two, see two election cycles from now you're right you're right I'm gonna go back and just Ugh. literally replay this clip for everybody and I'm gonna say yeah guys seriously you really want this there's no president? way she could win a general election oh god let's not go that far she's here's like, my here's she's my like dream. a low rent here's copy my of her mother here's who could even beat Donald Trump here's my Who's dream she gonna beat here's my dream I, what's your dream I, I want Bernie to run again I he's too he's so old I just want Bernie to run again he's too old just want Bernie to run again and there's really no one as good as him out there in American politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, maybe what's his... I like Jim Webb. I don't know who the hell that is. He was the one guy who tried to run in the Democratic primary. Yeah. He didn't do so well. I don't think so. I don't yeah. even know who I he like is. the guy. Speaking of uh, liking guys, um, <laughs> Orange Juice in the news today and... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so I was reading another article, actually. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I know this is a t- this is actually one of the few faux pas in our segues, but I-, I did want to make it to be known that um, the orange juice industry is falling behind. And I think a lot of it has to do with our, our podcast. podcast. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. We uh we really hung orange juice out to dry, and uh, it turns out that uh, and the consumers have made their voices known. That the they Tim- say we listen to the Tim and Dave show for high quality nutritional information, and what we heard about orange juice did not please us one bit. No, sir. No, sir. So the orange juice industry has been going down, and uh, Brazil is like having this huge surplus of oranges because mm. Europe doesn't want to drink orange juice anymore. They'd rather just have water. Hmm. And as I said before, orange juice is going to go by the wayside. Another interesting article I read. We're just going to go off on We're interesting articles. We're just going articles. on articles. So okay. – um, a lot of kids are graduating now. Actually, uh-huh. it's sort of been a better segue, actually, because we talked about graduation yeah. speeches. Just so, pretend this is the segue. Another interesting article I read was the fact that, now that we're talking about graduations and everything, was the fact that um, everybody's graduating and everyone's going off and doing their own thing. You know, mm-hmm. We heard the Hillary speech and how clandestine that type of topic was. And then we talked about the, the, whole, the whole thing with... Um, uh, Zuckerberg and how clandestine his speech was. Hmm. Well, there was an interesting article that I read, and uh, I kind of related it a lot to me. So here's the thing. Okay, so uh, I when I started my career and I did my apprenticeship, you know, and things of that nature, I was really self conscious hmm. about um, about making people, other people happy, like hmm. my career and, and just 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 in general. And I kind of felt like I was like selling out myself uh-huh. about who I was personality wise okay. and I didn't really feel like I was doing the best I could do mm. until I started being more like who I actually am mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, so there was an, uh, a mentality that I had was this I wish somebody of, of senior not power but you know experience etc just told me flat out Dave 
one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you uh-huh. when you start working is just be yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you to- wanted an experienced older man to help you find yourself. <laughs> yes, Timothy. Okay. Thank you. Uh, no, but because my apprenticeship wasn't the best. I didn't really. Uh-huh. I mean, apprenticeships suck. You're not getting paid for it, first mm-hmm. off, and you are paying for it in the university to do it. Yeah. And, you know. And it was just tough. It was just tough. And I, I did well. I got an A, blah, 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 blah. The point is, is that I wish that my my, my, my um, cooperating advisors were mm. telling me, just be yourself. Do your thing and, like, see what happens. Like, you got to be happy with who you are. So when I had my apprentice, okay, because then eventually I got into my career or whatever. I had somebody working under me in university, etc. Now you're the experienced now older man. Now I'm the experienced older man. Man, uh, going Help back and to guide my, this young Italian boy to find Greek himself. Over here. Yeah. Um, I said to him. Now well, you have a catamite. What's a catamite? <laughs> Go ahead, David. Anyhow, uh, I I told him like one of the first days of his his working with me is this man. Just listen. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like in the end of the day, people are gonna like you. Or they're not going to like you, uh-huh. and that's it. You know, if you're socially sense, if you're socially aware and socially cognizant of things, you know, you'll be fine. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I think it's common sense just to just to know social sense. Hmm. Like if something's, you know, if you, the culture of the school, you have to get a good gauge of it, and you go from there. I'm not saying like you walk into that school, like you, or, or you walk into wherever you work, like you own the place. Like uh-huh. you can't. I mean, who does that? Other than like some. Somebody, this is crazy. Like, or who like opens up their total life story to somebody the first week of working in a place, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you need social sense to do that. But I read an article, okay, that actually said the exact opposite of the advice that I gave, hmm. and that was actually, and this goes for everybody who graduated or starting a new part of their career. Uh, do not be yourself no, when having never a job. Be yourself. And I said to myself, why? What is up with this? As I read through the article, however, it did say this that. It's not that you can't be yourself, but you need to be an an amalgamation. Amalgamation. Yeah, an amalgamation means a mixture of different things. Yeah, of yourself. Okay. So there are people out there who are really good at working in most environments. They're considered like the chameleons of the mm-hmm. work environment. Okay. I would like to say that I'm more of a chameleon. I'm You're able. A chameleon. To, okay. Yeah, I think I'm able to. I'm very flexible in how I do things. Mm-hmm. I really don't have much of an opinion either way when it comes to workplace things. It's not like it's not that big of a deal to me. Like I want to mm-hmm. do the best I can do. You know what I mean? But I, I don't have this thing like I refuse to do something because that's against my personality trait. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh-huh. yo, it's a job. Relax. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not like it's your like, you know, you're writing a, your, your fictional story that you want to have published and this is like your baby. It's like, yeah, chill. Uh-huh. But they so they said that you need to like understand the culture of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a workplace and you need to build yourself around that culture. Mm-hmm. And at the same token though, um, when you get older and you have more experience and more credibility inside your workplace, mm-hmm. you have more of a liberal you have more liberal um, you have more to, latitude to do whatever you want to do. You want to wear those crazy pants today? Wear those crazy pants today. Why? So you're finally <laughs> starting to wear them crazy oh, pants. No, man, you know it, man. No, but I, it's just busting like, out them suspenders. I don't know. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is to all the new grads out there, you know what I mean? Don't be yourself. No, be yourself. I read the article. And oh, I understand oh, oh, okay. It. No, but be yourself. Do what makes you you, uh-huh. but also realize you got to pay some dues as well socially among your people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Work your butt off, guys. Do what you need to do, and you're going to be successful. I also want to say to all those all the people out there who graduated, I, I, some advice I want to give is don't overwork yourself. Give yourself some time. Like mm. just, I get it. You just got your first job. You want to prove to the world that you're the best person out there, and I get it. I I really understand that. But you're a human being. You got to remember, in the most of the known world, you know, Western world, Japan and Korea, not including, because those guys work way more hours than we do, actually. Mm-hmm. But for most of the world, world, you're not working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You're working 25. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they pay you for your work not, outside. Not that little. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that little. Oh, the, the Swedes, I'm sure, are not working no that much. No chance. Oh, work a lot. The point is, don't. Kill yourself over your first job. Do the best you can do, but go home and relax. Get mm. some sleep and have a balanced life. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. If I was to do some stupid procession speech or whatever, I wouldn't give some cockabool story about finding yourself uh-huh. or or make some political statement because I'm sour about a freaking election I lost. <laughs> I'd say flat out, listen, you got this far. I'm proud of you. The world is proud of you. You want to make a difference? Go for it. But listen, you're 22, 23, 24, whatever how old you are, okay? Relax. You got a whole lifetime to do stuff. Chill. 
Be you. Be happy. You're not going to be able to get this time back. Enjoy it. Period. That's it. You have all the time in the world. You're not going to be Caesar. You're not going to be Alexander the Great. You're not going to be Einstein. Most of you won't be these people. You can admire them. You can look to them as, as people that you want to aspire to be. But if you're not going to be that, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal not to have these types of things. Enjoy the privilege you had by coming to where you are today and explore those opportunities and do the best you can. And and part of that, you'll find yourself along the way. So I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot of talk about the you know these these procession speeches, and I thought that maybe if I commencement speech, whatever the hell it is, I don't even care anymore. The point is, is that whatever it is out there that you're doing, guys. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You'll be fine. You yeah. know, I just I don't know. I don't really work in a very structured or hierarchical environment. That's good. So I can't. I don't really relate to any of this. I just go in. I do me. So you, you know do I mean? you, do man. Me. You do me. You walk I do in me. Naked, do I don't think. I don't think about none of this. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think about it. Well, I think too. I think you and I have a history. I've always been of. I think this. You you give good advice. Hmm. You do. I think on practical logical ideas uh-huh. but i think i as you know in the people that you and i have come across in our lifetimes uh-huh. we have a very good duality in mm. sense of advice and supports we give our friends around us mm-hmm. me i think more i have a more of a emotion not emotion um empathical okay. type of uh of advice giving like mm-hmm. it's, it's more towards the experiential heartfelt i've dealt with this too and i want you to realize that there's other ways around this to be uh-huh. able to be successful yeah even when i used to write like advice to people starting out college like mm-hmm. i wrote this whole thing and helped out all of our friends who are starting college about what are the things to focus on and not to worry about this and that uh-huh. and it's always based upon my experiences yeah. And, you know, I have a buddy of mine who is going off to join the military and leaving. It's a coworker of mine. And I gave a pretty good heartfelt speech. And I, and I, and pretty much to me, it's like in life, we're going to be, a, we, as we grow to experience different things, we have a responsibility to other people to help them with their experiences. Mm-hmm. So just as you went to somebody who gave you advice that was helpful, one day a man or a woman or a person or whatever is going to come to you to ask for your advice. And then you're, and then that's how the passage of knowledge goes and takes place. Be available to these people and use your advice to help others. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. feel like – so even with people that aren't necessarily my apprentices, people that I'm around, like that's the type of message I'd like to display. Not this self-aggrandizing, pseudo-intellectual – BS that the crap that you hear from Zuck, these rich fat cats that I, I honestly I don't even see how people can relate to them other than something like this crappy like like mental gasm of just oh, oh man oh, oh man like Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg said, said we need this. to find a place oh, for everyone everybody like oh uh, man garbage, I never thought garbage, of it that garbage way. garbage 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 oh by the way another big news thing hmm. this is total non sequitur um are you from are you aware of the uh, British elections no. coming up next week. No. Really? You haven't heard about it at all? I mean, it's I very interesting. Okay. okay. So normally they have elections every five years, right? Yeah. But they're a parliamentary system. Mm-hmm. Technically, the government can call a new general election whenever mm-hmm. they want. So the current leader of the Labour Party is a guy named Jeremy Corbyn. Mm-hmm. He's very left wing. He was very like, no one thought he, basically, it's almost as if Bernie Sanders had won the Democratic nomination, mm-hmm. except even more far-fetched than that. Right, right, right. That's, but it actually happened over there. So the media's been having a field day on him, right? And because of that, he's very unpopular in the polls. So Theresa May, the current prime minister, leader of the conservatives, said, right. let's capitalize on this. Let's have a general election because this guy is now so unpopular and he made his party so unpopular. We're going to pick up even more seats and we're going to have an even stronger um, an even stronger power base. Oh, okay. Exactly. Just like that. <laughs> but what's happened during the campaign? During the campaign, the media is held to different standards right. as to how right. unbiased they need to be. Okay. So since they've been covering this guy yeah. in a less biased fashion, yeah. he's become much more popular. Huh. The conservative um, prime minister has become much more un- unpopular. And now, with this ploy being, we want a new general election so we get even more seats mm-hmm. and our majority increases, they might conceivably lose their majority now. Hmm. So that's pretty funny. Very funny. And that's on the 8th. I believe that's on Thursday. Who do you think going to win? I think the conservatives are still going to have a majority, but I think they're going to lose some seats. Go figure. That's my official prediction. It could have... What's not going to happen, Labor's not going to get a majority. That's not in the cards, really. What could happen 
is the conservatives lose their majority and it's a hung parliament, which means no party has enough to form a majority. Right. It could happen that Labour, the Liberal Democrats, and the Scottish National Party come together and form a bigger coalition that pushes out the conservatives. That's unlikely, but it, there's a slight possibility that that could happen. Did you know that one of the biggest conservative uh, prime ministers uh, was Margaret Thatcher? No, David. I, I had no clue. And that she actually invented soft-serve ice cream. Yeah. I don't like soft-serve ice cream. I don't like it either. I can't eat ice cream anymore, anyhow. Yeah, so forget about her. I like hard-serve ice cream. I like, oh, You like it hard? I know. Well, I know. The, the ice cream itself is really good because like, it's less creamy, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, I need to get some vegan ice cream. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. No eggs? There's actually a, a vegan donut shop where I live. Ooh. It's really good. Like, well, like I, you can taste it. Di- you know it's different. The like dough is different, but it's still really good. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Nice. Well, Tim, it's been a pleasure. Always, always. Uh, ladies and gents, uh, thank you so much for watching our ninth episode. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting through there. The Big Ten next week. Big Ten next oh, week. Oh, man. We're going to have uh, to do something maybe, special. Yeah, maybe we should do something special. We'll brainstorm. Maybe well, we, we should have a giveaway, maybe? We should have, like, you know, there's certain topics we always talk about, right? right. So we should have special guests. So next week, we're, we're going to have um, Jean-Luc Mélenchon. <laughs> You're hearing it here first. <laughs> We're go- I'm, I'm, I might be able to get Donald Trump. Uh, baby? Okay. I think we can get Donald Trump. <laughs> um, who else do we talk about a lot? Uh, we talked about Sesame Street characters Sesame Street, Jim Hansen's going to be on. <laughs> that one, that was hard to work out, but he's going to be on. <laughs> I had to go to a witch doctor in Haiti, but <laughs> we're going to get him here. Because he's dead, right? Yeah. He, okay. No, he's, he's that long, was the joke. He's long. Yes, I think. I he's going to be here. <laughs> so um yeah big 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 episode uh on the 10th uh, coming up you got um, it so uh, if any of you uh are already on our facebook page please uh tell a friend uh if not please go to our facebook page the, uh, the tim and dave show podcast uh subscribe like write a comment give us suggestions again we've gotten some really nice feedback but we love 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 to hear some more and we got a twitter now we got a twitter that's right that's At right tim and dave show that Tim That's and Dave all right. show. All right. All right. We're going to start using it more. So look Tim out and Dave for that. Show. At Tim and Dave show. Uh, we are also uh, on Google Play now. So if you have one of those, <laughs> if you're one of those weird people or have one of those weird one people those as Android your friends, users, one of those Android those users, Android users. Uh, you can now tell them about the Google Play account that we have. It's mm-hmm. the Tim and Dave show podcast. So you can tell them that they can view it there. Uh, of course, we still have our iTunes account, so please subscribe. Write a comment. Because you uh, please, if you're not going to do anything this week, tell a friend about the podcast. Or put, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please rate us. Put a five-star rating if you think we're five stars. If you're in a public restroom stall, write the name of our stuff <laughs> and all our links and everything on the uh, <laughs> on the wall. Like, for a great time, listen to <laughs> the Tim and Dave Show podcast. We should do that. That should be our marketing. I don't want to be a graffiti artist. Okay, I'm going to do uh, it. We also have a Patreon account. So, patreon.com uh, slash the Tim and Dave Show. This is a, a website that allows for our, our listeners to donate small sums of, uh, of, of money to be able to support our, our, our upfront costs. Uh, right now, we have a, f- a few donors already, and we are super grateful for them. Each time you donate, you have a prize category that are given through the to the website. Uh, you can check out uh, how much uh, each prize would be, and uh, you can actually be part of the podcast and contribute to the conversations and topics. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully Tim's projections of uh, the British elections are coming true like he was well hopefully they're not coming true but hopefully well i still want you to be right so we can okay (laughs) you heard it first on the tim and dave show podcast i hear you (laughs) thank you all so much for listening everybody this is tim and this is dave this is tim and dave everyone have a great rest of your week yeah i think that would work out if we actually had like started as a predictor we should just like 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 a betting company ah yeah we've got to do that for the elections and things Uh of that nature